0: These next two episodes are all about international students and LinkedIn. Welcome to Declassified College, a podcast where we give you all the cheat codes needed to pass this level in your life. Each week, we share three short episodes filled with clips of our interviews with students from across the United States, and occasionally an interview with an industry expert to answer all of your questions about attending university. College can be what sets you up for a prosperous career, or it can be the four years that when you look back on it, you wish that you did it different. We're here to make sure that you have all the information so that by the time you walk across that stage... You're ready for the so called real world that the boomers love to talk about. My name is Justin Wynn, and it's about time we declassified college. These next two episodes are with my good friend, Blessing Adagame. She's sort of an international student, but not necessarily, and you'll hear why that is the case and how much she moved, especially during her senior year of high school. But it's really interesting to see her perspective on the American education system, how she's come over here and how she's transitioned, as well as we dive into towards the end of this episode and more in the second episode about how she's been able to leverage LinkedIn throughout her whole journey and grow her personal brand on that platform. So without further ado, let's jump into it.
1: Sure. So yeah, I am a student. I am a junior at Drexel University, studying computer information systems. I have atypical background. I was born in Nigeria, but I spent most of my my life living in Germany and in Scotland before starting high school and college here in America.
0: That's super interesting. So you were in Nigeria and then Germany, right? Yeah, Germany. How did you end up? How did you end up coming to the U.S.?
1: Okay, so my dad is a both a professor and a researcher. So the the main reason for just moving all around the place is because of his education and what he does as a profession. So originally, my dad was a professor at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland. But then he got a another position here at Princeton University. So in my senior year of high school, I actually had to relocate from Scotland to America. And yeah, my first year in America was my senior year of high school. So, that was a very interesting experience.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> right. Um, so did you did you kind of have a feeling that you were coming over to the states your senior year or did that kind of just happen out of the blue?
1: Honestly, it was out of the blue. I I think myself and my family had like three months to prepare oh wow yeah we we only found out a few months before we actually had to relocate and um funnily enough we didn't expect this so it was just before summer that we found out the news and we had already planned that during the summer we were going to travel to South Africa so for the majority of the summer before I moved to the U.S. I was in South Africa so I didn't really have much time to prepare myself mentally physically with the moving <laughs> stuff saying goodbye to friends so yeah it was it was really out of the blue.
0: Wow that's crazy so talk me through kind of how the college application process went because if you weren't really were you planning to go to to college in in the U.S.?
1: Not at all. <laughs> So, so how did
0: that all work out?
1: Yeah. So, as I mentioned, senior year of high school, I did not expect it. I had planned to to start university in the UK. I had all my grades ready for it. Senior year of high school in Scotland was just supposed to be a breeze for me because I had everything planned out. But again, this kind of came out of the blue. So, I had to relocate. Did my senior year of high school here at Princeton Princeton High School, and again. It was funny because a month after I came to America, I was told, "Okay, you're a senior, but you have to do your PSATs. At that point, I had no idea what a PSAT was. I didn't know how to (laughs) go about it. I had no help. I had no guidance. I was like, "Okay, you know, I, I tried my best and I did it. Then a month after that, I was told, "Okay, now you have to do the real thing. You have to do your SATs. This ultimately dictates what college you go to, what college you get accepted to, things like that. So again there was just a lot of pressure for me because within the first 2 months of relocating to America one I had to want like understand the education system here obviously there are a lot of differences when it comes to homework teaching styles everything like that I had to learn the you know the slang here make new friends there was just a lot to figure out and I honestly adding college applications on top of that which is already stressful in itself it just it was just Wrong the wrong time, you know. So, I guess my mentality at that point was that even though I was here in America, I still wanted to go back to the UK to study higher education, but it didn't work out that way. So, I ultimately just had to randomly choose colleges here on the East Coast to apply to. Mentally, I was in the UK, but physically, I was in America. So, you know, it was, I really did not want to study in America, but it just, it just, that was just the circumstance I was in. So I randomly applied to schools. Drexel is one that I got into. Um, and yeah, it just started from there.
0: That's super interesting. Did you apply to any schools in the UK?
1: I did not. I did not. I started applications, but then my dad was like, you know what? If your whole family's here, what's the point of you going back by yourself? So I kind of just stopped. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's yeah. interesting. Okay, that's really cool. Did you ever study abroad at all during? Because you're a senior this year, right? I think. I'm a junior. Oh, you're a junior this year. Have you studied abroad?
1: I don't, but honestly, I see studying here as studying abroad, if that That makes sense. That is
0: true. Yeah, I mean, you're only in the States for a year before college. So, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so let's go through kind of like the beginning of college. How did you get your first internship? Because that seems to be the hardest one for students heading into school, right? Is that first one. How did you right. How did you bridge that gap especially coming from not really knowing anyone in the states?
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. So my story's going to be a bit different because I go to Drexel and we have a co-op program, so cooperative education. We have that in place which ultimately means that we do a 5-year program and within those 5 years we get 6-month placements which are ultimately internships so your fresh, your sophomore year your pre-junior year which is your third year and your junior year you split the year in half so for six months you're in classes six months you're doing an internship so I didn't really have the traditional you know internship search that whole experience with Drexel it's more of like a shopping kind of job application where you see a lot of applications you see a lot of roles and you kind of just like add it to your shopping cart so the actual application process for me to find my first internship wasn't as difficult as it is if you're outside of the Drexel system but again I went through the whole through the whole phase of I don't really know what to do you know my resume isn't populated enough I I don't really have experience but I was able to form my resume in a way that I kind of just populated it with projects that I had done. Um, even though there weren't that many projects, I was able to frame it in a way that could bring value to whoever, whoever was reading it. And that was ultimately how I got my first internship at a startup as a social business strategist. And basically through that, I was creating software cards to help professionals utilize LinkedIn.
0: Okay. So is that what brought you to the world of LinkedIn?
1: It is. <laughs> it is definitely. <laughs> well,
0: so that's a perfect transition, right? Into talking about how, exactly. how LinkedIn kind of works. So what were you doing on that that first project that utilized LinkedIn?
1: Yeah. So all, basically the the startup that I worked at was created by the early adopters of LinkedIn. So the problem that we were trying to solve was that, okay, I work at, for example, Microsoft. I'm a, I'm a Microsoft employee. How do I now advocate for the company that I work at? on a professional platform like LinkedIn. So we would have different clients, different companies coming to us and we would have to personalize ways in which their employees can can interact with other employees at the company, but ultimately how they can advocate for their company online. So that was that was interesting for me because again, I was a sophomore. I just moved to to America. I didn't really know much about LinkedIn. I had an account as many students have, but I didn't know what it was about. I didn't use it at all. So it's kind of an interesting experience for me to now teach professionals how to use such a platform.
0: Yeah, it's crazy how the the tides have kind of turned, right? You went from being a student to kind of a teacher. What was something that you, was there something that you learned or like a turning point during that first internship where you were like, okay, there's actually something to this LinkedIn thing. Let me dive a little bit deeper into it.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened for me. I think it was around two months into the internship. Honestly, it was it was pretty repetitive, and I don't necessarily like doing things repetitively. You know, I always try to find a new way to approach, I guess, like a problem or solution. So I was looking for what more I could do with, you know, the next four months I had of that internship. So basically as i was teaching these professionals and how i was ultimately telling them okay you know you need to build your brand you need to create content around what your company is known for you know the things that you do within your company and i realized that i could also do that as a student i could also talk about what i do whether it's extracurriculars or what i'm interested in i could do that on linkedin again at that point i didn't know if that would be successful i just wanted to shoot my shot and see And see what would happen. But I was able to translate what I was teaching to professionals in a way that it could help me as a student.
0: Okay. So that's kind of the first thing that students always hit me with when I tell them, hey, you need to get onto LinkedIn. And if you can start producing some content. But a lot of times they're like, but I'm a student. What do I have to say? So, what were those first few, if you can remember, what were those first few topics that you talked about as being a student on LinkedIn?
1: Yeah. So, I guess there are two examples that I always go to. The first thing that I actually posted on LinkedIn ever was a, I wouldn't even say it was an article. It was literally a Facebook post that I converted into an article and then I published it. And it was talking about how, you know, I was just talking about my experience of being a computer science major at the time in my freshman year and how, there's just a lack of representation, a lack of, of diversity within my classes and how I wanted to change that at Drexel. That was my first post. And I think for the first few months, you know, using LinkedIn, my my content was centered around diversity and inclusion and and more girls in STEM, things like that. And once that kind of got you know attraction and I got a lot of feedback from other people, I started switching gears into other things I was interested in. So the second thing that I kind of played around with to see, you know, how people would respond to it was that I posted a video of me playing the guitar and a video of me playing the piano. And I knew that, I still understood that LinkedIn was a platform for professionals. So I knew that just a video of me playing the piano wouldn't necessarily serve a place there. So I tried to finesse it, I like to say. Um, and turn it around in a way that would provide value to professionals. Again, I was thinking, how can I as a student still provide value to professionals? So I talked about how playing these instruments, I play five instruments. So I talked about how playing these instruments allowed me to, to, you know, be, be resilient, how it taught me different skills such as, you know, focus, Um, determination, because all these things can transfer into the workplace. So my purpose for that was not just showing, you know, the professional side of things, but also showing the personal side. So I am a musical person, I am a creative person, and I want people to know that as well as, you know, the professional things I can bring into the workplace.
0: Yeah, and I feel like like every student out there has a story to tell right we whether it's the background someone who might be similar to yours who was like a world traveler essentially before settling into their university or it can be talking about your upbringing playing sports playing instruments anything like that and it's all about how can you purpose that content into something that's relatable to a 25, 30, 40, 50, 60 year old person. Cause what I've found too is producing a lot of like student oriented content, adults will actually comment on it because they reminisce on like when they were back in college and stuff, and they love giving back. So it's it's been really interesting to see because I didn't think that there'd be really anything in producing like student content on LinkedIn because the majority of the audience is older, but it seems to be really catching on. And you've had several posts go Viral on this platform, and you're getting hundreds, if not thousands, of com- of comments and likes and stuff. Why do you think that this content, this sort of content, student content, resonates with so
1: many people? I think that's a good question. Hmm. I think it's important to remember, or not to focus too much on title. For example, like the difference between a student and the difference between perhaps like a CEO or someone in. A, in a leadership position I, I don't think there's much difference at all almost except from the actual title I learned that just because I am a student it doesn't mean that my experience I may not have as much experience as x person but my experience is still valuable and it can still teach someone something so I think it just it resonates with a lot of people because they I can they either can learn from it they can teach me something from what I what I posted or they can, they can add on to that piece of content from their own experience. I really think that it's, as students, it's our responsibility to kind of translate or like articulate our experience, our experiences in a way that can help other people.
0: That's amazing. So we've kind of talked a lot about content uh, so far. And I think for both you and I, content is a big piece of, of LinkedIn. But let's dive a little bit into more of the basic stuff of LinkedIn, just getting started. Let's just say I'm a student. I know about LinkedIn. I might have like a basic profile, just saying that I'm a student from the University of Central Florida, and that's a finance major. How do I start building out my LinkedIn so that I look a little different from everyone else on LinkedIn? I can stand out using this platform.
1: Mm. That's a good question. I think even when I first started on LinkedIn, a lot of what I would see with other students, even though it weren't really that many at that time, but um, what I noticed with a lot of my other peers was that they would have the generic student at X university. You know, that was what their profile really was. And it had maybe a few internship opp- internship experiences, some projects, a few classes that they took and their resume. And when I I realized that, I realized that, okay, we are students and a lot of our profiles are going to look the same. But the one thing that separates us is our experiences. We can all have an internship experience posted on our LinkedIn, but the actual personal experience that we have is going to be different from everyone else. So I think a way that students can really start populating their profiles is to just honestly populate it with context. So you took a class. What did you learn from that class? Did you have a project? Can you put that project on your profile? You had an internship that was in a different city or in a different country. Can you talk to us about that? You know, just adding adding flesh to whatever it is. You are a student. What do you do as a student? I think that's where a lot of people don't see um, that there's power in that. You know, that's how we kind of diminish our title as a student. We think that okay. Because we're a student, there's not much we can give, there's not much we can talk about, there's not much we can do, but there's actually so much power in, in our experiences from the level that we are.
0: Another day, another cheat code, and you're on your way to defeating the level that we like to call college. If you've liked any of the cheat codes that we've given out, please hit that subscribe button and give us a review on iTunes. Each review helps us grow and make sure that more people learn these tips. We love to hear from you all. So make sure you check out our website, www.getchillgrindup.com and follow us on all social media platforms at Get Your Grind Up. That's G-E-T-C-H-O-G-R-I-N-D-U-P. So until next time, peace.